I'm your host, Jeff Dawson, for another episode of Dawson's Domain, where we cover the spectrum of life's pressing issues and events, from politics to relationships, sports to horror, alternative history to poetry, humor to baseball coaching, and everything in between. This is perfect baseball weather. These are the days that I long for as a uh, elementary student, junior high, high school. This is when you wanted to be out on the baseball field. And back then, we didn't have all this electronic BS that's cluttering up our children and grandchildren's lives. We wanted to be outside in days like this. We lived for, and of course, the Rangers decide in their infinite wisdom to put a dome over a new stadium, 1.1 billion, when there was nothing wrong with the first one they built, you morons. But you know, that's what it is. First order of business, I want to welcome on a new sponsor, Alexander's Restaurant, which is at 1055 Riggle Row in Dallas, Texas. They have an order number of 469, put my glasses on and get it right, 469-466-8160. This is really good Mexican food. I base Mexican food off of its hot sauce. And if that hot sauce doesn't have a good kick to it and doesn't have flavor, then I'm out. Well, I'll tell you what, they've got it. My favorite place, the Nalls, burned down like four or five years ago. They had the best hot sauce, but Alexander's, they're right up there. I mean, it's good. And if I don't get at least three bowls of it, then I'm not doing the meal justice. It is just really good food. So if you're in the Dallas area, it's off of 183 and Regal Row. It's not hard to find. Good service, good food, good prices. What I like about it is usually what I order, they, they don't skimp on their servings. I got a burrito yesterday, the junior burrito, chicken fajita. That's at least two meals. That's how big the damn thing is. It almost looks like a football sitting on your plate. But, hey, you get what you pay for, and I, I'm all in there. Okay. At the three o'clock hour, I'm going to have two teachers on, and they're going to give us their thoughts and educate us on what it's like to be a teacher in the independent school districts. Now, I'm going to leave, leave it up to them to, if they want to identify where they work, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine. But the main, because the main thing we want to get into is what's it like in this area to be a teacher when you show when you went to school when you got your certificate what were your expectations what actually happened what did you think the kids would be like how did they turn out and we're really going to talk about the bureaucracy in the teaching industry because that's what it's become and the covid kids 
how did all of the, these Zoom meetings shake out and what are they seeing? So that's going to be highly enlightening and educational. I do look forward to that. Now, if you have comments or questions, it's 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And I will repeat those numbers at the top of the hour again. I just don't like cluttering things up like we hear on the radio all the time, especially the talk shows. I got to put a stopwatch to it to see how much time these guys actually talk versus commercial breaks and station recognition and all that. And if it's 45 minutes, I'm going to be shocked. But I don't have to worry about that. Always looking for new subscribers. It starts at $2.99, goes up to $49.99. And the only difference in the price is what value you are putting on this broadcast. I don't consider it a show. You want to watch a show, turn on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, the opinion networks. That's all they are, the opinion networks. And I'll get into that in a little bit. And marketing. Word of mouth is the best marketing there is. You as the listeners, you like what you hear, you tell your friends. They tell a friend, they tell a friend. It's exponential. It just goes down the line and the show grows. And that would be a very good thing. Very good things. Just like anything you do in business. When you start out, it's going to be slow, but you got to keep working it and working it and promoting it. And before you know it, you wake up one day and uh, it was all worth the while. Now, each day, I finally got back into my routine and I'm an Herbalife distributor. I take one shake a day. Is that right? There it is. One shake a day. I like the cookies and cream. Then I walk one and a half to two miles. And then I watch Joel Osteen. That's the way I get my morning started. And I am primed and pumped to go. Now, if you're always looking for energy and you're drinking Red Bull or Monsters or things like that, well, this is called Liftoff. And there's four flavors of it. Lemon, lime, orange. I think mandarin and uh, fruit punch. You get 10 tablets and it's $20 a box. And it's a hell of a lot better for you. Now, these are caffeine based. I can't take these. But the people that have taken them really do like them because there's no collapse. You don't have this hangover. You don't feel like somebody hits you with a truck when it wears off. Just slowly moves on and you're good to go for another one if you need it. Now, if we have any listeners from FFE Trucking out of uh, no, it's not Garland, Jeff. It's Lancaster. Add a comment that you are on board, that would be great. I got two new books in. Roadkill, I really like the cover. That, that's really cool. That's the uh, story of a cartel from Mexico wanting to move in and start a drug trade in Tulsa and take over all the universities. If you like a book where a lot of people die, 
then that's the one for you. It's not as bad as Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando where everyone dies, but uh, there is a good body count, and it's not as bad as Kill Bill where she, uh, Uma wipes out, what is it like, the all of the 88s, which yeah, I don't think that's happening. And I got the new version of Cutting to the Chase in, originally entitled Do Your Damn Job. Because it had a lot of errors. And I know when I sold them at Dunstan's back in October, is it October? I think it was, September, October. Uh, I gave them a discounted rate because as I read through it, I found a lot of things that were missed. But that does happen, and that all fell on me. That's okay. Well, it's all cleaned up. It's good to go, and I have a management seminar that goes with that. And speaking of seminars, mark the calendar if you're in the DFW area. May 25th at 6.30, I will be at Magnolia Chiropractic and Dr. Nikisha McDaniel and I are going to give a presentation on breast cancer. I'm going to describe what it was like going through that with my true love, Debbie Beck, and that story is in our book love's true second chance so i'm gonna give the male perspective on what it was like because i'm not a stranger to cancer in fact the company my publishing company lddj well that's what it stands for larry my partner construction died in 1990 from cancer the first d is for dad he died in 2005 I forgot what cancer he had, but it was in his throat and his upper chest. But it was it, it, it was pretty invasive. The second D is for Debbie, 2009. And then I was diagnosed with prostate cancer back in the summer and got a clean report in December that they got it. So one out of four is not really good odds. We need to get that up. And I'm going to talk about that because I did look at it. When I wrote the book about Debbie and me, at that time, it was 35,000 were dying a year. And that number's jumped up to 42,000. So we're going to talk about women's health and why you need to get checked. And basically, do you want to be a memoir and a book? And the only thing that shows you around is your name on a marble headstone i don't think so that's just not a good thing but that's what we're going to do and that's may 25th at 6 30 at magnolia chiropractor in downtown irving texas on main street and there is no admission just show up and get educated last night was interesting it was friday and due to an incident the Friday before, I had other things to do, and I decided to eat before I showed up. Just That's another story that I won't get into, but it was a grand time. I wanted to, my plan was to watch the Rangers game, and if it was going well, then I probably would have stayed home, but we didn't get it for whatever reason. I'm like, well, hell, if we don't get it, then it's probably not on at the restaurant. Well, that was a brain fart. And it was a serious brain fart because my good friends, the Berries, 
last Friday, I said, why aren't you answering my messages? And she said, I am. And she showed it to me. I was like, what the hell is this? Why isn't my phone receiving them? Well, you know, last night while I was puttering around, pissed off that the Rangers weren't on TV and turned it on the radio and was wrapping up some work, I got to looking at it. And it said, unblock caller. What do you mean, unblock caller? What the hell is this? And I fumbled around with that for about five minutes where I realized, you moron, you've blocked her. No wonder you're not getting her messages. Well, that's what happens when you're old and you have short, stubby fingers. How I blocked the berries is beyond me. But you want to talk about a dumbass moment. I had it last night. It's like, oh. Well, you know something, Jeff? When you block people, they probably can't get through to you. That was such a revelation. But it was a grand time. It was very relaxed last night. We got to watch the Rangers get their asses just kicked all over the field. Oh, good Lord. Oh, I mean, they won the series with the Royals, which was a good thing. But then to come up against the Red Sox, who are really struggling and just get schooled, was embarrassing. And why, you know, if I was the manager of the Rangers, I'm not politically correct. Anyone who knows me realizes that. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and then I'm done. I'm not going to sit there for 30 minutes. I don't give a damn what the Rangers organization says, what the press wants, what MLB says is proper protocol. I I would just walk in there and say, you know, there's nothing to talk about. I'm not answering any of your moronic questions. You're going to write what you want to. We got schooled tonight. That's all I got to say. We're going to regroup and come out tonight and play a hell of a lot better and just walk out. It's like with Bill Parcells was the head coach of the Cowboys and some reporter asked him a ridiculous question and he stared at him and he paused and he goes, That's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Anyone got an intelligent one? I love that. Just like when Mike Gundy blasted that female reporter in Oklahoma City for attacking his players. And after Gundy had this great win, God, I don't remember if it was against Texas Tech or Baylor, but it was a great win because they were in the hunt. And he didn't talk about the game at all. He just showed up with a newspaper in hand, and blasted that girl into oblivion. It's like, yes, we need more of that. Just schooled her. And, of course, she's sitting there like a little school child with a dunce cap on. Well, I didn't know what he's so upset about because you wrote a bunch of crap. So my friends in Tulsa saved me the articles, and I drove up there to visit with them, and I read them all, and it was a bunch of crap all up. And they they called it journalistic reporting, and it was just a hatchet job. And what was it? The Daily Oklahoman. I think they're the ones that uh, published that crap. It was horrible. It was a horrible article. Just, just ridiculously bad. But that aside, I got off track for a minute. It was so fun to just visit with the berries and have fun. And yes, Patty got her. She got her first complimentary hug. And as we were wrapping it up, I said, okay, I'll give you one more. And she was just so excited. She looked like a turtle flopping around, just 
the way she runs and walks, she's so fun. But, you know, I, I said that to her husband. He goes, yeah, she kind of does look like that, doesn't she? And I said, yeah, turtle on her back trying to get up. But it was a fun time. Always good to see them and just hang out and relax. Hopefully the next time we do this and the Rangers are on, it won't be such a pathetically poor game. But that's the thing about baseball. you got 162 games. I think we're down to 135, somewhere around there, 130. It's a long season. A lot of things can happen. So I take each day, each game as it is. It doesn't define a season. It's just a microscopic view of the season. We had a bad night. Yeah, they had a bad night. Okay. We forget about it. That's the beauty of baseball. You can forget about it. Just that, And that's where the mental toughness comes in. Forget about it. Don't, rem- don't think about it. We have a whole new game. We got a whole nother nine innings. You don't know what's going to happen. That's just the beauty of the game. You never know what's going to happen. But I wish I could have watched the Brewers and Marlins game. And I forgot the pitcher's name. That falls on me. But a good friend of mine, Cheryl McMahon, she keeps me posted. I don't need ESPN. Of course, I wouldn't watch them if I had to. She gives me the updates on all the important things going on in the world of baseball. And, I mean, the ERAs of these two guys was just ridiculously off the charts. It reminded me of the days when I was growing up and we saw all the greats pitch and they had these low ERAs. Man, these guys were studs. And the Brewers won it 2-1. to one. Well, it been a great game to watch versus the shellacking the Rangers got last night. But that's okay. Um. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Doug was missed. Don't know what was going on. Last I heard, he was, they were working a lot of hours. So, but that's a good thing when you work for hours. When you work by the hour, hours are a good thing, and you love that OT. You can't beat that. Okay, uh, I talked about the Woodall Foundation. I'll give another shout out if you haven't heard of them. Go look them up on Facebook. They're doing the Lord's work in Moldova with the deaf. They are selling T-shirts right now for to raise money to go over there, and they're really cool shirts. I know uh, a couple of the listeners purchased some of them, but they're just really good people. They're spreading the word, and they're helping those that need the help, and that's what a foundation is all about. It, the money isn't going to further and accelerate a lifestyle. It's going to those who need the help, those who are in need. And Becky and Daniel, they're really good people. Becky was the daughter of my best friend, Mike Paling, who sadly passed away in 2001 from a massive heart attack. But support their work, support their foundation. They would really appreciate it. All of my books are on Amazon. The two I showed you, Roadkill and Cutting to the Chase. If you've read them, if you read any of my books, post a review. It doesn't take that long. I finally got Patty to post one, and I think she's read eight. 
And she goes, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, I appreciate it. any any review is is a good review. Even the bad ones. I remember uh, on occupation, I got some one star reviews, and I didn't lose my mind. I learned from them, and there were some two star and three star reviews, but they all had this common thread to where I went back and reread the book, and it's like it does need an enema. After three editors, it still needed an enema. So obviously, I hired the wrong ones. But it got it. And, uh, you know, as, as authors, if you don't have a thick skin, don't even write a book because there isn't a book out there that everyone likes. And if you think everyone will like your work, well, you're just smoking the wrong stuff. That's all there is to it. And you don't need to be in the business because you're going to get raked over the coals. And if you can't take constructive criticism, get out. In fact, I used to be uh, part of this group the right buzz and they were promoting editorial services and this that and the other and he wrote a book and i read it and it's like are you kidding me dude dude if this is the way you edit books get out get a real editor and he just melted down you know you hurt my feelings i don't give a damn you asked me to read it i read it i'm giving you constructive criticism and you can't take it but of course, you have the other people that are friends of them. And, oh, I just think it's wonderful. Oh, what, what a great writer. Oh, oh, pull your head out and be honest. Because if you can't be, if, if you're going to, if you just want gratitude and praise for crap, you will get it in spades. And then it's going to get into the wrong hands for you and someone who really does like to read and is educated and can form a sentence is going to tear you a new one. And sometimes as authors, we need that. And if you can't take that now, then get out and quit your wine. And I saw that a post this week on Facebook from somebody. Well, what happens when you get a bad review? Like the Rangers, when you have a bad game, you move on. You suck it up and move on and quit your moaning and groaning. Good Lord. Panty waste. Damn. Okay. The book reviews the joy chemistry because of the teachers I will have on at three o'clock. And I'll say this much. It's by Dr. El Kadragi. And it makes chemistry so easy. I think I got a D in it in high school. My dad tried to help me because he is a chemist. That was his degree from Oklahoma State back in 42. I think that's when he graduated. 41 or 42. I was clueless on chemistry. I shit. I was horrible. I was a I was a moron. But then I wasn't that great of a student. I think my GPA in high school was two point five or something. I was not a student. In fact, that's what Debbie told me one day when we got back together. It's like, Jeff, you just didn't learn how to play the game. If it didn't interest you, you didn't care at all. And I could reflect back and say, yes, she's right. If I'd just applied myself and not been a moron half the time, I probably would have had a B average. But that was then. This is now. Oh, before I move on, 
I do look forward to the evening where Randy and Susan Cowball and Lisa and Kevin Shackelford can join us for dinner on Friday night. They have been missed, and we haven't seen them in months. And even Jerry and Sharon, but I forgot their last names. These are all really good people, and that's one reason I like going there. But I'm not going to name the restaurant because until they start paying me to promote them, it's not going to happen. It's just the way it is. This, this is a business. This isn't free because we're not getting free food either. But that's okay. So The Joy of Chemistry really is one of the most simplistic books I've read that broke it down that I could actually understand what the hell is going on. Okay. I didn't have this in my notes, but I, I want to go over this first. The movie 2000 Mules. I saw Fox talking about it. I've heard about it. And Patty sent me the link. She got the full download. So what's this about? Well, the mules are the people that were taking ballots to the ballot boxes. And this is why Georgia passed their law. If you read it, I did. And they're going to reduce the amount of ballot boxes because each one's going to have someone there manning it the whole time. Well, in this movie, you see the boxes. They're on video of their stuffing ballots in the boxes. And many of them are going to multiple boxes. Well, where are they getting the ballots? And that's what Georgia wants to stop. So when you show up to drop off a ballot, there's going to be someone there to verify you have one. Or you have written permission from these people, a notarized letter that states you are the authorized representative to drop off the ballot for so-and-so. So you're going to have to prove who you are, who you are representing, and how many you're putting in. Because if you see it, they're just stuffing them, just stuffing them. So I went back and they asked me, do you believe it? I said, yes, I believe it. Because after the 2020 election, instead of hooting and hollering, and stammering my feet, having a hissing fit, I went back to look at the battle states. And I found all the registered voters, Democrat, Republican, Independent, it didn't matter. And then how many people voted in the presidential election in those states? And these were the percentages. Georgia, 65. Pennsylvania, 88. Wisconsin, 88. Arizona, 78. Michigan, 68. Nevada, 86. That's how many of the registered voters. That's the percentage of registered voters that voted. We have to end at two minutes before the top of the hour. Let's slot it. And the hour after you. Yeah, yeah folks, I hate to, uh, I'll just clarify that. Uh, your audience can hear me. Yeah, Jeff, we actually have a two-hour show that's slotted in after you for two hours, those open two hours that were after yours. Um, Hollow Earth discovered. They were going every other week. They've decided to start going weekly. So, um yeah, you. we've usually done a two-hour show, sometimes a little more, but unfortunately, 
starting today, that won't be possible for as long as they're with us on the network. Um, that's Hollow Earth Discovered. So I apologize to you and your audience. It's kind of abrupt, but they made the decision uh, this Friday that they wanted to start going weekly. They've only been with us a couple weeks, and now they're wanting to go weekly. So Okay, so are we going two to three, two to right. four, or just two to three? Yeah, just two to three, unfortunately. Yeah. Damn it. Ouch. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Well, that hurts. Because that means I won't be able to have my teachers on. Correct? Uh, yeah, we, we can't go past the top of the hour. Can't go um, past 3 o'clock. Yeah, the only thing we can do is find another time slot where there's nothing after it. Okay. But well, Saturdays is booked from 9 a.m. till 1.30 a.m. the following day, back to back. Okay. Well, <laughs> then... We'll have to find a spot where we can squeeze them in. But I, I wish you'd have told me a little earlier so they would they hadn't have made plans for this because I didn't know what else they had going on today. Right. Um. Yeah. I wish I'd have known a bit earlier, but it's been a chaotic week. We're moving the studios. Okay. So we're yeah we're moving um, to a new location. Uh, we close this uh, coming Tuesday, so we're already. Uh, strapped and packed so to speak so it's it's getting it's getting weird okay well we'll catch it another day then all right so we're down to 25 minutes okay all right well these things happen i'm not going to jump up and down and we'll we just work around adversity Okay. Well, you heard that, folks. Instead of two hours today, we're going to be down to an hour due to a new show that came on, which it's a business, so that's what we do. All right. So I was going over the election results. And, yeah, even the liberal friends I had were like, well, if your numbers are correct, they should investigate it. Duh, you really believe 88% of the voters in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and 86 in Nevada voted? If hell froze over, I missed the memo. I don't know what to tell you. No, the election, you know, no, the election isn't going to be overturned or any of that, but it does prepare everyone for the coming up midterms. But it is an interesting movie, and if you're interested in it, send me a message on Facebook, and I can forward it to you. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Who here remembers QAnon? Well, I actually know a few of the people that were members, and I'll tell you what. They're nuts because there's one guy who's here and I could tell by the way he talks that he had to be a member. Sure enough, he showed up with the big Q on his shirt and he believes the earth is flat and that Stanley Kubrick staged the whole moon landing. And it's like, really? And then he gave me, he, he was trying to figure out 
uh, on surveying terms, well, if you're so far away, you can't see this, you can't see that, and he spouted off some BS formula on how to figure the Earth's curvature. Well, I don't know where he got it from, but uh, the formula is A equals the square root of R plus H in parentheses squared minus R squared. A is the distance to the horizon. H is eyesight level above mean sea level, which he probably doesn't know what that means. And R is the radius of the Earth. And there's eight inch per mile deflection. And no matter what you tell this guy, he was just, well, you'll just have to prove it to him because he couldn't figure out why planes don't fly nose with their nose down because they crash, you moron. But he is a hard right-wing conspiracy theorist, and it's like, man, don't talk to me. I actually had a friend ask me like a year or so ago if I was a member, and I, if she'd have been sitting across from me, I'd have bopped her on the head and said, do I look like a moron? But I just had to mention that. I mean, I was kind of involved with them in a peripheral way because I wasn't sure what they were talking about, but I saw that WW, where we go, one we go, all, and all this stuff. When I finally figured out what it was, it's like, oh, good Lord, no. This is not happening. Okay. I just had to throw that in. Inflation. When is Biden going to take accountability for anything? When is this administration going to be accountable for anything? This is pathetic. You know, they blame Trump for everything under the sun. And he was doing this and he was doing that and blah, blah, blah. Well, right or wrong, he would accept responsibility most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Just like Reagan finally admitted he was, he knew all about the Contra affair, but not until uh, Ollie North and uh, Admiral Archibald took the fall for it. Three or four months later, Reagan actually came out and said, yeah, I knew about it all along. Just one of those deals. But he accepts nothing. So you're going to release all these hundreds of millions of barrels from the uh, strategic oil reserve. Well, who the hell's filling up the reserve, you moron? Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, Iran. Russia, Iraq, and I don't drive a whole lot, but I really was shocked that I paid four eleven for eighty seven octane. That was a thirty cent jump in five days. And blaming this on COVID and blaming this on Russia is dodge and deflect and why these reporters just don't stand up and say, why are you lying to us? And when are you going to take responsibility? Oh, because it'd be banned from the press corps for actually speaking out and actually holding him accountable. Remember all the hooting and hollering and yelling at questions at Trump? And they weren't kind to him. They just bore in on him. But, uh, They've all had a muzzle slapped on them by the White House. Hey, isn't that propaganda? That if you're not nice, 
you can't play. I don't not paid to be nice, but I did catch a reporter the other day that actually bore in on Biden, and and he didn't. He just well, no, 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 no. well, uh, well I, I don't know about that. He just refused to answer the question. What a bumbling, stumbling old fool! And what is so funny, you know? Here we go with Roe versus Wade again, and all these activists bitch about old white men. Well, they voted for an old white man. But they don't understand that. This this country is in such bad shape right now. It is just pathetic. And it's getting worse where, you know, Biden says, and I've seen some of my liberal associates make these posts, uh, well, he's cut the deficit. Well, go do some research. When he came into office, it was $27.7 trillion. Now it's $29.6 trillion. That's $1.9 trillion added to the deficit. What did you cut? Well, it's called funny money. It's just like when Clinton said we had a $600 million surplus. No, we had a surplus from that budget. If you look at the deficit numbers, it kept going up. Oh, $600 million. Windfall when I was the president and got out. No, you didn't. That $600 million you didn't spend, that was assigned to the military. And I talked to people in the military. And back then, under Clinton, spare parts were, you couldn't get them. There was an article from an admiral that said it'd take 20 years to rebuild the Navy because of Clinton's cuts. He just wouldn't give them the money, even though it had been appropriated. That's funny money. Anybody can cook the books. And these people just take it hook, line, and sinker. Sinker. Hell, I saw from Bloomberg and I forgot the other three articles that were talking about this deficit cut. And then you go look at it. It's not cut. It's going up, 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 up. There is absolutely no accountability in this administration. Zero. Absolute zero. All right, let me see where we're on time. All right, baby formula. Now, this really needs to get into. And, you know, go back and listen to this. 50 years ago, it... uh, it said 50 years ago it didn't exist. Well, it did, but not in the format that we had become accustomed to. But here is a 1946 recipe. Goat milk is almost identical to mother's milk. It has no fat globules, so it's easy to digest, and many people that are lactose intolerant seem to do fine consuming goat milk. I've seen the results time and time again in my 27 years of raising, breeding, and milking dairy goats. Find a provider, check out the farm, ask questions to make a decision. Now go to war. Don't let this current government, big business, and fake media continue their scare tactics against us. We need to support one another. Well, this goes back to World War II when everything was rationed. Everything was rationed. In fact, Patty reminded me that the girls would take a marker and put it on their legs to look like they were wearing stockings. We were self-reliant in World War II. We didn't 
get anything from anybody. We gave everybody everything they needed. But this administration is hell-bent to destroy all of that, that we have to be subservient to every other country, just like they want the people of the United States to be subservient to the government. We know best. You don't know a damn thing. You have nothing in hand. Your policy in Ukraine has been anything but a dismal disaster. And when it comes to the Ukraine, Tucker Carlson needs to shut the hell up. Because I caught his broadcast, I don't know if it was this week or the week before, and he was talking about we're in a hot war with Russia and how the Democrats are trying to get revenge for the 2016 election and blah, blah, blah. That's the type of talk that can escalate a situation. The Ukrainians have this in hand. Quit throwing your BS politics into the diplomatic arena, Tucker. Get a haircut and shut the hell up. This is not about ratings. This is about the Ukrainians fighting the Russians. And we don't need your BS commentation, commentary to inflame your listeners and make a bad situation even worse. They have this well on well in hand. Because if you notice, the media can't cover it like they used to because there's nothing going on. Well, I told you folks six weeks ago this would happen. It's the rainy season over there. The ground has turned to mud. The Russians have been pulling back for four weeks. Are they trying to regroup? Possibly. And then, you know, they blew up a bridge and the media made a big deal about this as they pulled out of Kharkov. Well, guess what? That's what you do when you retreat. You destroy crossings, but they can be easily replaced. It's not that hard. But if you listen to the media, oh, well, this was just a stroke of genius. No, you morons. It's what you do. It's just like you tear up all the rail lines. The Russians destroyed their rail lines as the Germans advanced, and the Germans destroyed the rail lines as the Russians advanced. That's just the way it is. You go after the transportation network. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out. But when you're historically ignorant and an F, then you act like this is, this is something new. This is something exciting. No, it's not. It's what history has taught us. So why don't you read a history book or two before you open your mouths? and just spout out garbage because that's all you're doing. It's just like Bill Hammer. He had some guest on and told her she was a Democrat that had voted for uh, Trump, but he introduced her that she had voted for Biden, but now she wasn't happy, and she had to correct him. And he was like, huh, what? Well, wait, wait. So just as that... interview wound down he goes well i just need to make sure so you're a democrat but you you did vote for trump because that doesn't match up my notes and she goes yeah i voted for him in 16 and 20 well I, i just had to clarify so who gave the notes to bill I mean, if you look at that desk with him and dana it's got a stack of notes it's probably empty paper Well, that means the producers didn't do their job or they just slid that in hoping it wouldn't be caught. That's not news, folks, at all. And anybody who 
knows me knows I just don't like any of these people. I have to watch them for maybe 10 minutes a week just to see what foolishness is coming out of their mouths. And they aren't disappointing me. It's utter BS foolishness. Utter, utter. Okay. The Kentucky Derby. What, what's my time down to? All right, we got 11 minutes. We know that Rich Strike was an 80 to 1 long shot and shocked the world, at least shocked the horse world. That's a pretty good payday. Imagine if you'd had $1,000 on that. Yeah, you wouldn't have to work the rest of your life. But Mike Tirico, who must have voted for Biden, been a BLM supporter. I can't stand him. I'm so glad they took him off of Monday Night Football. But uh, he just had to bring up my old Kentucky home. Just like he probably brought up the Star Spangled Banner and its racist lines in it. Well, he had to make a big deal. After this great win, they couldn't enjoy the moment. He had to fall back to the politics of it. And as I, I did a video on this a year and a half, two years ago, don't mix politics with my sport. But he couldn't help himself that the song is racist and, it, and it's it hurts the oppressed and the downtrodden and blah, blah, blah. Well, here it is, and you tell me what's racist about it. Oh, the sun shines bright on my old Kentucky home. Tis summer. The old folks are gay. Well, the corn tops ripe and the meadows in the bloom. While the birds make music all the day. Weep no more, my lady. Oh, weep no more today. We sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away. Well, the young folks roll all around the cabin floor. They're merry, all happy and bright. By and by hard times will it come and knocking at my door than my old Kentucky home. Good night. Weep no more, my lady. No, weep no more today. We sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away. Weep no more, my lady. Oh, weep no more today. We sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for my old Kentucky home far away. Now, you tell me what's racist about that, and why did he bring have to bring that crap up? You tell me, and we'll both know. But I just thought, you know, here was a really exciting race, unheard of. We saw something we'd never seen before, and this is the way he sums it up. And I have some really sad news for you. Okay. I just found out one of my guests showed up that, I'm down to one hour now. They had a new show come in. I'm not sad. <laughs> what do you mean you're not sad? I had an hour for... I wish I would have come up here and uh, just listened to you because I wanted to do that. That's why I couldn't. Well, then you can sit here. Just for a few minutes. That's, that's fine. Feel my stomach up. <laughs> this, one of the teachers that I was going to have on today just arrived. I hope that chair is solid. It's from the Sterling, so I hope it doesn't collapse. But uh, what we're going to try and do is, since they brought this new show in, is see if we can find another slot where I can have you two on. No problem. But uh, <laughs> I'm not saying. I, I, didn't, I didn't know today okay. until, like, 215, but but that's okay. So let's see, where was I? Uh, I'm not going to get into irritating commercials because they're all irritating. What is the worst one that I saw lately? Farmers? Is it the farmers? 
Oh, safe drivers. You know, have y'all seen that commercial where you get those two idiots? Oh, after you. No, after you. Well, why don't you go first? No, I appreciate you. And then that old woman pulls up in the car. Well, it reminded me of this video I saw like 10 years ago where this guy's driving down the highway and this plane lands. It's an emergency landing. And the front, the nose wheel goes into the guy's pickup. He's laying on his horn because this old woman, like I think it was from a Wendy's commercial reminded me of, was he's laying on the horn so she'll get the hell away. And she's just putting along and the plane passes them, pushing the truck. And all that old woman does is gives him the middle finger. And he's like, woman, do you see what the hell's going on on the highway? So I see this old woman and she lays on the horn. What I really wanted to see her do was just get out of the car with a 44 Magnum and say, either you dumbasses get out of the intersection, I'm going to blow you away. Now, that's what I wanted to see from that farmer's commercial. What do you think about that? <laughs> but that's what she needs to do. Blow there, either move or I'm going to move you now. You know? So do the insurance companies just think we're ignorant, stupid, or both? I think they do. There is nothing on that they advertise that makes me think, yeah, I want to get insurance from them. What? I'm buying from morons? No, I'm not going to do that. Idiots. Okay. What are we down to? We got six minutes. Rangers. I'm not talking about the Tigers. You know why? Because they suck right now and it's absolutely pathetic. It is horrifying. Last year, I really thought A.J. Hinch had them on the right path. I don't know what's going on because I can't get enough information on them, but they are like the Titanic, but they're not as bad as the Cincinnati Reds. They are the Titanic. They're already at the bottom of the Atlantic looking up going, our season's over. What would you think about that if you played for a team knowing one month into the season, you're done, you're over. I have any motivation. Even if you made five million dollars a year, you got to show up knowing we suck. We suck. <laughs> we suck. Could you imagine that as a teacher walking in, going, "This is a this is a lost cause." But you can't. You got to keep showing up. I have yet to be checked out. Now I, I will ask. I'm going to ask you one question: Is what do you think about the COVID kids? They need counseling. Seriously. Okay, why? Social skills. At a, in my opinion, some of them didn't have social skills to begin with. Okay. And isolated, it decreased it even more. Okay. So, then with their friends, now they don't know how to get it. And they need help. Honestly, they do. And the parents need maybe need some help also. What type of help can they get? I think they need psychological help. Okay. You have to get it in your head. If they have to get it in their head. This is how you act here, or this is how you perform in this situation. And if you don't know, you don't know. But maybe there's some people that can come on instead of spending money on unnecessary things, uh, such as hiring people to do surveys and climate surveys for the schools where they need to ask the teachers, get these kids some help. We have a high rate of suicide. Honestly, we have a high rate of suicide within the schools. That school day kids, school age kids, they don't know what to do. They don't. They don't have an outlet. All they know is to go home, play the game, or go home 
babysitting your little brothers and little sisters. They don't have, they don't know how to deal with anything outside of the walls. They don't know how. No one has taught them. Okay. Well, let me ask you a quick question. And I'll get into baseball later. All I'll say is the Rangers are looking decent. Pitching staff is good. It needs work, but this is more important. You know, look at the kids from World War II in Europe. They've lost everything. They lost their families. They lost their homes. Their schools are gone. Everything's gone. And that's what that's what UNICEF, that's when UNICEF started to take care of those kids. But they went back to the basics. Do you think we need to go back to the basics? And it's like, we've got to relearn how to teach and get these kids back on track instead of wasting money on surveys. I can say yes, but our hands are tied. We have no say-so in how how we teach the kids or how we should interact with the kids. We have no say-so. So we can talk about it all day long, but who's going to listen? Why don't you have a say-so? You're the teacher. You are the front line. Parents control the room. It's your kid that's out of control. So can you maybe give me some help on how to control your child? Of course, I told you my story. I just <laughs> throw them out. But you can't do that, can you? You can't. Should there be more of that to where yes. you, you are not, you know, if a kid acts up, either follow the rules or you're gone. You should. But since the, you get paid by the state per child in school, they won't do it's that about, now, will they? It's about money. It's about the money. It's about the money. Well, if they got away from that and you actually had kids that wanted to learn, would that not help the classroom experience for the teachers and the students? I mean, I was a substitute but I don't have near the uh, intelligence that you and Vicki. Okay. I just got the message that we got to shut this down, but uh, I am going to get, and you know, is it Sandra or Lysandra? Lysandra. And uh, Miss Texas, I'm going to find a slot to get these gals on, whether I do a Facebook live or anything, but uh, we got to shut it down. And I do look forward to our next one. But again, Alexander's Restaurant. Check them out at 1055 Regal Row. If you like Mexican food, you can't go wrong. And we are out. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. Without you wonderful listeners, this show would not be possible. If you want to know more about me and how my brain works, that's a scary thought. Check out my books at jeffdawsononamazon.com, websites, LDDJ Enterprises, and jeffdawsonauthor.site for upcoming releases and teaser excerpts from past and present publications. You can also contact me at Facebook, LDDJ Enterprises Publishing, or email LDDJEnterprises at gmail.com, or on Twitter at jeffdawson59. Have a great week and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dawson's Domain.